Salut tout le monde. Hey everybody. I am Marc Dumont and um, I will be your host tonight after that exciting, weird game, really weird game. Now, before we get going, merci tout le monde de nous avoir rejoint. I really appreciate everyone. Um, I do have a bit of a hoarse voice today, so j'ai un petit cheval dans ma voix. Um, I was out last night having fun by a campfire in the middle of uh, the forest, basically, with a few friends, so I may or may not have participated in the bourbon a little bit and um, a lot of fire, a lot of uh, a lot of smoke coming in from the fire. And even I got on my train today to come back to Montreal, which I haven't even had a chance to shower. So you're seeing me in all my prime right now. Um, and the lovely woman beside me took about 30 seconds before she turned around and said, hey, I don't want to be rude, but... And I said, yeah, I stink like a dirty campfire, don't I? Anyhow, I'm here with all of you. Et merci, sérieux, thank you so much for being here. Hello, Melissa, salut, Kay. Kay's always here, and I do appreciate all of you. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're dealing with a weird game, especially the Jonathan Kovacevic uh, goal. We're also the Samuel Montembeau when he allowed a goal. That wasn't too fun either. Either way, we'll talk about all that, and um, we will also talk about maybe some hopes and wishes and some New Year's resolutions for next year. In the meantime, if you could uh, click like and subscribe and all that fun stuff, you know, the, the same spiel we do every time, we would really appreciate it. Again, I am your host, Martin Dumont. We are talking after a, what was it? It was a 4-3 win by the Tampa Bay Lightning. But there was some good to talk about in there. And, and I think that's really the story of all this rebuild, is there is good to talk about. Nick Suzuki is looking really good. Um, we're seeing, again, that, that Struble-Harris pairing doing quite well. We're seeing Slavkovsky start to really produce those points. And, and I was one of the most critical guys about Slavkovsky on that top line. It wasn't that he was playing poorly. It was more that um, the points weren't coming. So we're seeing him slow. He's on pace for 30 points. I know if you're a Leafs fan right now, you're about to make 40 tweets about how that's unacceptable. But not everyone's gifted a generational player. So we always knew Slavkovsky would be a project. And here we are. So as Kay mentions in the chat, I don't even care if they won, they lost. You know, they won in my books with the goal. Okay, let's talk about that right off the bat. Kay brings up the story of the night, the Jonathan Kovacevic goal. I love stuff like this. I absolutely love weird goals. Like, And you know, for example, in baseball, when the they go to the mound and they kind of talk and they sneak the ball into the first... first uh, First baseman, you know, and then after the guy steps off the base and the, oh, you're out. It's so cheesy. It's so crappy, but I love it. And this goal in particular was beautiful because absolutely everyone stopped paying attention. Admit it. You stopped paying attention. Everyone here in the chat stopped paying attention. We all stopped paying attention. So, uh, you know, we got to give credit to Samuel Motabo. I think for that, that play, he really was on the ball. He's the only guy, including the in-house DJ, who uh, who was paying attention, and and I'll say this on top of everything, that goal to make it serious to take some fun out of it was the epitome of the NHL's obsession with never letting a play breathe. When you're in an arena, it's, it's noise, 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 noise all the time. There can't be half a second with uh, you know just silence because that would be the end of the world for for NHL arenas. It happens in Montreal too. So you know. Maybe it's a little a good lesson for the NHL to kind of let plays breathe here and here and you know once in a while. Um, what are you saying? Are the Lightning going to make the playoffs? We'll talk about that in a moment, Adam. Um, I don't know if they will, but I will say this: um, they're no longer, in my opinion, a contender, right? And, and I get what Brisbane was doing by trying to extend it and, and make the Lightning 
the window open a little further. You know, we always talk about windows, but it's really about how far you crank them open, right? So in this case, I feel like because Bois did a pretty good job keeping it open, but you know, you're seeing guys like Stamkos kind of hit the end of the, the, the their stride there in terms of their pride. He's still good. I mean, but you still have guys like Hedman who that pass to Kucherov. First of all, Kucherov is so annoyingly good. Like he's one of those guys that you just love to hate. Um, Hedman's still very good, but I just don't think they have the the guts, like the middle talent uh, to, to really make it in the NHL anymore, or, or at least to the final round, because making the playoffs is pretty easy in the NHL. Winning a Stanley Cup, virtually, virtually impossible, as evidenced by there's fewer than 3% of every team's win every year. There's your math lesson for the day. So um, today we're going to talk about not just the game itself, even though there was a lot of good in there. There was some bad, too. Um, we'll also talk about what we want to see from the Canadians in the New Year. So if you have any New Year's resolutions, throw them down in the chat, and uh, we'll get to those. And again, I do apologize for my voice and my face, although I feel like my mom and my dad are to blame for that. But again, I just, just, just got back from the woods, had a great time, um, did some some winter camping there. Also got time, spent time with my son. We played about, uh, not my godson, sorry. We played about... Um, I don't know, 10 hours of, of, of Mario Wonder, or that, I think that's what it's called, Smash Bros. Wonder. Anyways, a lot of good fun. And, um, it, you know, my godson's six years old. He's probably my best buddy. So I hope, uh, if Felix, if you're watching this, go to bed. It's way too late. Go to bed, Felix. Um, Kay wants to give some credit here to Nick Suzuki, and I think that's a great idea. Nick Suzuki, in my mind, and I, I know I'll probably get accused of being biased here, but in my mind, Nick Suzuki is emerging as a top-line center. And the reason I say that is, okay, points-wise, well, first of all, he's the only guy that's on pace for more than 70 points. And I know a lot of people will say that and say, that's not top-line center. Well, I'm not saying he's elite. He's not in the top 5% of the league. But um, there are 32 top-line centers here. So you can absolutely say he's a top-line center. He is constantly dragging people behind him like... Nick Suzuki is the, the the speedboat to the water skiing of his line mates. And I'm not trying to give to, to throw any rocks at Slavkovsky and Caulfield because they're the best line mates he's had. But we can be perfectly honest here and say that Nick Suzuki is often used as a... Uh, oh, yeah. I can turn my mic up a little bit. Absolutely. Sorry, I know. it's Again, it's the voice too. Usually I'm a little louder there. Is that is that better? Let me know if that's better. Yeah, so usually uh, Nick Suzuki has to do all the work, and that's the biggest issue um, in this lineup. There's just not that talent, right? So we're seeing him finally get some talented teammates or line mates, and he's scoring more, and that's great. But also, his underlying numbers are fantastic. He is one of the top um, playmakers in the league in terms of creating assists or ex expected goals off passes. Now, I know we're getting a little... Finicky, we're getting a little technical here, but he's creating a ton of plays. And if if he wasn't playing on a line with, well, essentially the entire lineup other than Caulfield and uh, uh, Slavkovsky for the beginning of the year, he'd probably have more points. Like Nick Suzuki really is getting Saku Koivud. And for those that watched back in the day, you know exactly what I mean by him saying he's getting Saku Koivud. Um, the, the talent's just not there. So I hope they can stick to this line because we're seeing great possession numbers. And that had never happened before, except when Kirby Doc was there. So the fear was that Nick Suzuki wasn't going to be that good center because he really couldn't drive the uh, the play on his own after maybe the first or second year. Under Martin Saint-Louis, the scary part was Nick Suzuki's 
numbers crashed harder than my looks coming out of high school. You know, so um, nowadays we're seeing a guy that can control the puck, that can drive the play, and uh, Slavkovsky's flourishing with him. Caulfield, that was a that should have been a goal right off the bat there. That that save by by Johansson, he did score, but uh, even Caulfield owes Suzuki a few more points in my opinion. So it's good news all in all for the Montreal Canadiens top line. And again. I get it. Leafs fans will, will, will be weird about it on, on Twitter and be like, wow, you know, they're not putting up 17 points per game. Ooh, hey, I'd love if the Habs, I'm, I'm an envious of what the Leafs can do offensively, but this is what we have in Montreal, right? So this is what the Habs have to work through is really get one really good line and then move on from there. And it seems like they have the bones of it. We're not quite there yet, but it seems like we really do have the bones of it. Um, Jake Evans, K, K mentions... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Was Jake great tonight? Was he good? I, I think... I want to say with Jake Evans, I think there's few few players in the entire NHL that give more of an effort than Jake Evans. It's just... Man, like he really didn't get the... the, the when God was handing out that talent, that hockey talent, when Maris Richard up and, you know, was handing it out, I think uh, Jake Evans was busy on the penalty kill. You know what I mean? Like, if he just had that little, little bit more talent... I think that um, Jake Evans would, would, would really be a valuable player. Now, we're seeing a guy that, even though people are already giving his job to Owen Beck, I'm not sure it's fair to say that Jake Evans' job is at risk. Eventually, maybe, but right now, he's a guy that you don't have to coach. You can just put out there on the penalty kill, eat up big minutes. He gets the worst assignments, like the worst assignments there, you know? Other than the Canadian soldiers at Zieppe there, Jake Evans gets the worst, worst assignments, so... I'll give him so much leeway, and I feel like the whole fan base gives him leeway, and that's that's absolutely fair. Um, Tamander asks, or is it Tamander? Sorry, I gotta get the name right. Tan Mender asks, uh, uh, Allen to the Leafs for Matt Knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, deal. And and like a second round pick, right? Let's make it fair. Let's <laughs> let's let's come on there. Allen's the established player in this. You know what's funny? But the Leafs absolutely could use a Jake Allen or a even a Caden Primo would put the Leafs in much better health-wise, you know, to, or just, like, in terms of their healthy run. But I, I don't think either of them move the needle too, too much. And from what I heard, the Leafs don't want to move any of their prospects and picks, which they're few and far between. So don't expect much movement uh, in that regard. I, I think they're hoping that um, Wall will rebound, you know, once he comes back. So I think that's the game plan there. But look at New Jersey. New Jersey needs a goalie. Um, Tampa Bay, you could argue, needs a goalie. Um, Carolina needs a goalie. These are team Edmonton still needs a goalie. They're essentially burning off the pure essence of greatness that is Connor McDavid. So um, a lot of teams need a goalie. And and what I'm hearing though, and I hear all sorts of things, so take it for what it's worth. But uh, what I'm hearing is that Kent Hughes has actually set a pretty high price for a goalie. And it's the kind of price that you wouldn't expect for a goalie in the NHL. But I'll give him credit. I, I criticized him before, but he really seems to have kind of nailed this market. Now, there are other teams that have players available as well, right? So, but I think he has the best goalies available in terms of just their overall numbers, goal save above average. They're all top 32. So, Ken Hughes might pull the rabbit out of the hat here when it comes to a goalie trade. Sorry, again, for those that didn't uh, hear me to start the show, my voice is very hoarse. Had a great night. In the forest, just building fires, hanging out with my buddy and, the, and a dog and a couple deer that he chased onto a lake. Then they all fell in the lake. Long story short, we had a lot of fun. So I do apologize for my horse voice. Kay mentions here, yeah, Carolina, maybe they have great prospects. Okay, 
would everyone be okay? And I know this is, maybe it's a bit of a cheeseball trade suggestion, but Caden Primo for Ryan Suzuki and, and, a, and a fourth round pick. Is that, is that, would that be fair? You know, like, I think Ryan Suzuki really needs a change of, um, of scenery. And it's not the worst thing in the world to do favors for a guy like Nick Suzuki that just works so hard for your franchise. Uh, and maybe a, a little draft pick over that. I feel like that would be pretty fair. Um, but the Habs would probably rather move Allen. It's just at this point, again, I know Nick's, I know that, um, Hughes wants to hold on to, to these guys until he gets what he's worth. I'm in the complete other camp. I'm, I'm worried that the bottom will fall out of this goalie market. Like, we've been hearing the goalie market is hot for how long now? Six weeks, eight weeks, and there hasn't been a goalie trade. This is this is the hottest the goalie market has ever been, and there's been no trades. So um, I would maybe temper my expectations if I am Kent Hughes. Uh, Trizak has a... New Year's resolution, pick the best player available at the draft as long as the player is a future mid-pairing defenseman. <laughs> uh, come on, Trizag, we were doing so, we were, we were having such a positive, I haven't even trashed Anderson, who's looked great, by the way. Um, like, just in general, he's a really good-looking guy. Um, I haven't traded, oh, I just traded a goalie, damn it. Okay. All right, uh, fine, let's 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 get mean. Um, don't forget, Dickinson is coming up. Is that, yeah, is that the, the London Knights defenseman? He's going to be available when the Habs are picking. Uh... So get ready to add a little bit more talent there. No, I, listen, I think Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And they know that the gamble last year by picking Ryan Backer, and I, I still disagree with the pick, I still might be wrong, was that um, they knew the caveat with that is that you have to really stock up an offense after afterwards. Now, the opportunity to do so only really comes at the draft. So anyways, I think come hell or high water, they will draft a forward. That's my opinion. But you're never set on defense. Again, I always tell this story, and people get mad when I say it, but when Greg Patteron, um, um, Jared Tenorti, Nathan Beaulieu, Matt Ellis, uh, um, who else was there? Uh, Darren Dietz. Um, <laughs> the Habs had like 12 defensemen that were just going to change everything, everything, and um, it did not work out. So we always have to, add, like, you can never go wrong with more defensemen. However, that being said, right now, the Habs just need a, uh, a really, 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 offensively gifted forward oh and if you want to hear about my camping trip i don't know if you can see it but i was running after the deer and the dog because the dog off the leash and I, and I got i got like impaled by a branch last night so if you see a little bit of a, a mark there i'm i'm really wise when i'm in the woods with bourbon and my friends and dogs and deer and darkness yeah um Kay asked how did his hair look so good in the penalty box under the helmet and the sweating i don't know but, oh, actually, you can't see. I'm seeing the replay. You can't see here. I want to show you the wound. Anyways, um, this is my hair after... Look, I was wearing my toque. I'll show you. This is my hair after wearing a toque for, like, for, for just a train ride, right? And I pull it off, and it, and it looks like looks like a, a Wizard of Oz character gone horribly wrong, right? So, <laughs> Josh Anderson is just a, just a gorgeous, handsome human being. I think that's just it. You know what I mean? Like when God was was giving out uh, looks there, he gave with both hands when it came to Josh Anderson. Um, Melissa mentions, Melissa Fournier Martinez mentions, and Melissa has been in all our shows recently. Shout out to Melissa. Thank you so much, honestly. And everyone, I'm going to get cheesy at the end of the show and I'm not going to keep everyone too long because I'm sure some of you have uh, plans tonight. I'm not. I'm going to go to bed. Because I am very tired. I got about an hour of sleep last night. But I'm sure some of you have plans, so we'll keep it pretty short. I do want to thank everyone. And, and I'll get cheesy at the end too. But 
for coming on every night. It's like it's weird to me that you would all take your time to to to, to listen to us to participate with us. Really, all the fans and and and, and I don't really think of you as fans. I think of you as the third host, right? Right now, the second host, because. I didn't prepare notes. I came into this knowing that we're going to have awesome people in the chat that I can bounce things off of. So I really, really, really genuinely appreciate it so much that we have everyone here. You, you, you're patient with all our, our stupidity. You allow me to make mistakes left and right. I know that once in a while, I, I'll scroll down in case probably mentioned, hey, make sure to like the, str the, the stream, So and please do like the stream. So yeah, we're just very, very lucky to have an open, supportive community of Habs fans. Honestly, it's great. And, and not everyone gets this, so we're, we're very, very lucky, and my New Year's resolution will be to um, remind myself of that going forward. And number two, stop chasing deer in the woods when trying to catch a dog. Again, terrible thing to do. Um, oh, but I'll, however, and the good news is I tripped over some of the wood when I was chasing them right before they went into the lake that I had cut like two hours before. So I was, and chainsawing in the woods is one of my favorite things. So yeah, I, I had a rough night last night, but it was one of the most fun nights I've had in my life. It was a weird night. As weird as, do you like this? This is a nice little segue. As Jonathan Kovacevic's goal. Man, that was weird. Has anyone ever seen something that weird? Anyone? Because I haven't. That was just absolutely so, so weird. Um, it was the DJ's fault. 100% the DJ's fault. Everyone stopped paying attention because the DJ started blaring the music. And uh, I know we mentioned it earlier, but to me, that stands out as the weirdest goal I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Mark Daigle asked, it was 4-3 Tampa over Montreal. So essentially what happened was, um, let's see if I can actually remember this after no sleep, but... Um, Nick Suzuki, no, Caulfield opened the scoring after Nick Suzuki pressured um, Stamkos. Easy goal for, for, for Caulfield. And then, Jonathan Kovacevic, what happened was the puck, Samuel Montabo had the puck. And no whistle, though. There should have been a whistle, but no whistle. The DJ music starts going in the arena. The lights are on. Like, you know the, the, the spotlights? And Montabo says, like, hey, Chris, like, say it, say it. The play's still going. So Kovacevic wakes up and realizes... Johansson is out of his net. So he shoots the puck down from 180 feet and scores and is 2-0. And the play was alive, man. And usually I'd criticize the Tampa guys and say, you play to the whistle. Nobody nobody plays to the whistle on that one. You know, we all stop paying attention. If you said you you stopped paying attention, you didn't stop paying attention, you are a liar, you know? So anyhow, that was um, the second goal. And then at the end of the game, Suzuki scored uh, his 10th or 11th goal of the year, I believe. Very nice shot. Very nice shot. But it was a little too little too late. The Habs had a huge advantage in chances. Montabu allowed the banana of all bananas there in the third period. Or was it the second? Either way. Um, it was really unlucky for the Habs. And, and it was another one of those games where the Lightning just score on every one of their, their, their opportunities, right? Like the Lightning have the Habs' number. It's it's so evident that they're such a pain in in the... A pain in the head there, you know? Just like a stick. Um Kucherov is just so amazingly hateable because he's so good and so annoying. And, and essentially, he scored, I believe, the game-winning goal. Um, and uh, Tampa didn't have their best hockey, but the Habs made four mistakes and they got scored on four times. Um, how many Habs fans here? Yeah, I'd say, yo, Mac, you're asking. Yeah, they're pretty much, most of them are Habs fans, but we do get some other fans in here. We're really... Mostly Habs fans, though, if I'd have to say. That's, that's yeah. Trezek says, you do see the wound? I don't know if I can get... It's kind of weird that I want to show you this so much, but 
Yeah, do you? There's a. This is where the stick went in my head. It could have been so much worse. Anyways, I'm just saying, if a dog is chasing deer in the forest and there's like a mountain, don't just let him be, man. That's what deer do. They get chased. That's what dogs do. They get chased. The problem was that you could hear coyotes on the other side of the lake, and I didn't want them to run into the lake. That was the issue because um, it was really, really thin. And once they got like halfway down, they started to break through the water, and I actually started panicking. But they actually all, at the same time, the dog, basically Magic, who's about 10 years old, stopped chasing, and they all made their way to the mountain. So they all like right away just, okay, we're going to give up this like little game, survival mode, and they were breaking through a little bit, but they all got off the water, and that was great. Um, Kay is saying, please be safe. Eh. There's no, it's no better to be safe than sorry. That's what I'm saying. You know, someone mentioned to me today, they're like, you never have a boring time. And I never do. Good or bad, um, terrifying or fun, you know, it, it's exciting. It's terrifyingly fun. It's f funly terrifying. That's my life. And that's kind of what the game was tonight. It was just one of those really weird games. Um, oh, Trizak, that's... Oh. That's pretty good because I would make that kind of joke too. Trizak in the chat says, no, Mark, I don't see a Mark. I see a Mark. Do you know how bad it was? Speaking of which, I don't know why this just popped in my head. When I was growing up, there was a certain guy called Marky Mark, and he was part of the Funky Bunch. He was actually the rejected guy for New Kids in the Block, which was another thing when I was growing up. Yes, I am old as shit. Um, anyways, I'm just saying, it sucked growing up when there was a guy called Marky Mark out there. It was just terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Um... Edmund says, that was like a play out of the Mighty Ducks movie, Adam says. Yeah, it really was. That Kovacevic goal was just absolutely weird. And guaranteed, the DJ is getting a bit of a talking to. Like, that is so embarrassing. Like, I'm sure hockey ops will come and talk to them. And all that stuff, the in-DJ stuff, is usually the marketing team. At least that's what it was in Montreal. And they're responsible. Like, so... I'd love to, again, I'd love to give crap to the Lightning players, but everyone stopped playing there. But I, I love that stuff. I love when sports go weirdly wrong. You know what I mean? Like, that was the hockey equivalent of a dog running on the field there, like a soccer field, except for it ended up being a goal. And if you actually go back and you, you freeze frame it, the lightning, the lighting, the lightning lighting went on. So Kovacevic had, like, a backdrop. The puck where it was floating had another <laughs> another spotlight on it. And then Brendan Gallagher had a spotlight on him, like, 30 feet up. So it looked like it was a play. Like, Brendan Gallagher was about to break out in a soliloquy. So it was just a weird, weird play. And if you get a chance, go check it out. I uh, I had fun watching, absolutely watching that uh, that game. Now, also a reality check, you know, the Habs, even though they outplayed the Lightning, they they just don't have the talent to match it, right? That's, that's the issue right now. It's getting better, but there will be more games like this. Um, I do believe the Habs are kind of hitting a that that all important like make or break point. I still believe, and and I don't want to be a negative person because about an hour and a half, and if everyone's in the, anyone's in the Maritimes, you're ahead of us from the new year. But the Habs are far away from really competing. A and uh, a yeah. What was this? That was the most Canadian thing. The Habs are really far away from competing. Hey, eh? um, I went to Tim's and I got my flannel donut. Hey, eh? yeah, my standard issue polar bear and. We kind of have to remind themselves that they are ourselves at their top bottom five in the league for expected goals. So, like, they're a fun team, a weird team, but not necessarily a good team yet. The bones are there, though, and I think that's what we're seeing this year. This year is all about the bones, just like in 2004. I actually didn't watch the show. I hope I nailed that, but it's all about the bones, and I feel like you're getting that structure. You finally have that line in place, that top line. 
You're getting guys like uh, Gooley, who's just becoming more and more responsible all the time. You're seeing Harris and Struble just, what a kick-ass, kick-ass, you know, pairing they're forming. are Not always together, but they're also playing so well for being so young. So it's pretty exciting for the future. I think if you add another top 10 pick to this team, and I'm looking at a guy, again, not maybe not a... Maybe not a defenseman. We're not going to get a Macklin Celebrini, but the, the the talent after Celebrini is still very evident in this draft. And you're looking at guys. Now, there is a, a particular defenseman that I wouldn't mind the Habs picking other than Dickinson. But we're going we're gonna to vibe that away. We're going to get... Oh, it's got to be only a forward for the upcoming draft. And uh, if you had a really high high scoring forward, it would, it would do just absolutely great things. I look at... Um, uh, it's Caden Lindstrom, I believe, is his name right now, playing in the WHL. Uh, that would be exactly what the Habs need right now. And I think he should be should have been on Team Canada, if we're being perfectly honest. So, yeah. Um, yes, as Trizak mentions, and that Marky Mark is Mark Wahlberg. Yes, Mark Wahlberg and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no more underwear ads. You're seeing, yeah, Mark, Mark is saying no more underwear ads. I That's the one thing that distinguishes me and Marky Mark is our bodies are just a little different. We both have family in uh, South Boston, and uh, I'm not a huge racist. That's the other big difference between both of us, you know. Uh, okay, so yesterday, as they mentioned, and I wasn't there, but Key mentions this is a good point. The bounce back too, right? From <laughs> I didn't see the game. It was the only game I've missed in. Oh, actually, I missed a game last year to go see my godson again. But I'm gonna start doing that more often because you know what? The, the, the hockey will always go on and on, and I really, really enjoy building snow forts with my godson, but. Good bounce back game too, right? Um, yesterday, from what it sounded like, it was terrible, like just absolutely terrible, you know. So just like hairstyles in the in the in the early two thousands was just brutal, right? So we're uh, good bounce back, I, I believe, by the Montreal Canadiens. And one thing I really liked seeing on the bench was Stéphane Rubido teaching Justin Barron. Justin Barron is is again, he's he's like the homer on this team, right? He, he, he <laughs> he'll fumble the simplest things and he'll pull through at like the crucial times. That's why he's a main character. I, I absolutely love um what he does in the offensive zone in terms of jumping in the play. And you know Martin Saint Louis is asking him to do that. Come je suis certain. One of the things Saint Louis said this year was Kovacevic, jump in or Kovi, because they're so original. Jump in the play. Barry, jump in the play. Gouli, oh I guess. If it's Gooley, they'll say Gooler, jump in the play. So he'll get a little more rope for his 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 defensive woes, but it's crazy how immediately the second he has a second, you know, just a moment to think, Justin Barron, everything goes haywire, like completely haywire. And, and that's what makes him um that's what makes him a very entertaining player. I I don't know if Andrew covered this yesterday, but to me it's crazy that um Arbor Jack is still in the AHL. That's that's crazy to me. He leads the Montreal Canadiens in expected goals, in shot share, in um, defensive shot. The, the crazy part is everyone's saying he's been weak defensively. C'est pas vrai, c'est pas vrai. Um, nerd time. Statistically speaking, Arbor Jack has been the best, has made the greatest defensive impact of anyone. Like way more than Struble too. And I love Struble coming in and playing really well, but... There's space for both of them. So I think, Jack, I, in the new year, you got to be back in the lineup. Uh, Finley, John Beaton. Hey, how's it going, buddy? You say, thank you for doing this for us. I don't know if you missed it earlier, but I was gushing. Uh, thank you for being there for, for me and for Andrew and for everyone else in Game Over. We're really lucky. And all the downloads. We get so many comments from people downloading afterwards. 
let's say we can't be part of the chat, but we kind of feel like it's, you know, they're kind of feel like they're part of it just listening. So shout out to everyone that takes the time to watch uh, a dirty man like me that just came out of the woods who smells like dirty campfire and uh, um, just loves to have fun playing hockey. We really, really, really appreciate all of you. Uh, you're a big JB gal, mentions Kate. I love him. Uh, for some reason, my mind went to John B. It's like, oh, you're a big uh, John B. Sloop fan by the Be by the Beach Boys. I'm tired. I'm very tired. Um, I love him. I genuinely do. And this this is where, yeah, but. <laughs> this is where the but comes in. Um, I need him to be better sometimes. Yeah. I think what we saw with Stefan Ribda was really being like, hey, buddy. Like, just, you know that it's, I, I, I can't read lips, but I'm pretty sure he's saying, like, stop overthinking it. Rely on your, your talent, what brought you here. What makes Justin Barron pretty good is when he's not thinking, he just goes for it. And most of the time it works out, unless it's a bobbling puck. And then and then, and then he freaks out. But I feel like if he relies on his instinct a little bit more, things will go incredibly well for Justin Barron. All right, so we're going to get in a the third segment of the show. If you could like the show, subscribe to the show. Come to my house and hang out with me during the show. We would appreciate it. No, seriously, again, I know I'm being repetitive, but uh, we really do appreciate all the support. And I do apologize for, I'm not trying to be weird wispy. I um, I just, I was doing a lot of yelling yesterday and a lot of cigaring yesterday by the campfire. So I do have a very, very hoarse throat right now. Bradford Northern says, Merci beaucoup, Marc. Tu es très fort. Non, en fin de compte, je suis très faible. <rire> Moi, hier, ce qui est arrivé, euh, le chien, je l'avais dans ma, la laisse sur la montagne. Puis, il est juste parti comme je l'avais dans la, ma main, là, la laisse. Puis, le chien, il a tiré tellement fort. Puis, je juste... So, je suis très faible, mais euh, des fois, j'ai des bons shows. So, little, little French for my fellow Frank, francophones there. I'm not going to translate it. Sorry. That's just the way it goes. But we do want to have a French show coming up soon. So, that's going to be interesting. I already have some people in place. I'd love to get, uh, like, a Nicolas Cloutier or Marc-Antoine Godin. Um, to come on and uh, just do a French show for tous mes amis francophones. Ça serait vraiment le fun. As uh, outrage, it's a sexy voice, Mark. Yeah, well, like, I feel like this is what people try to do for ASMR. Me, it's just when I have too many cigars. That's that's really all it is. So, I, um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I try to avoid the vocal fry, but my vocals are absolutely fried. Kay mentions four. I want him back, but not for the punchy stuff. Okay, she's talking about Arbor Jackeye. Kay, our, our MVP in the chat. I noticed when Arbor Jackeye got into a fight, uh, was it yesterday? Um, and it was in the AHL, and he was tentative. He was trying not to get hurt quite clearly, and he's picking a spot, so I like that. I like I like that. I hope that the Habs aren't punishing him this year because he fought a little less, like not really, but uh, Arbor Jackeye, is more valuable, statistically speaking. Again, let's go back to nerd talk on the ice than in the penalty box. So, you know, that's what you want. You want him playing well, but and you also want him to embarrass Ryan Reeves once in a while. Like, <laughs> I think, I'm not sure, but did Ryan Reeves just go away after he got bullied by, uh, by, by, um, Jack Eye? Like, I feel like he just faded, like, you know, at the end of Endgame, like, he just faded away the career of, uh, Ryan Reeves there. So, I want him back in the, the NHL too. And I, I believe there's, room for Jaden Struble and Arbor Jackeye. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I know they're both big, tough, strong guys, but they don't play the same game whatsoever. Jaden Struble's impact is offensive. Arbor Jackeye's impact is defensive. And 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 he, the fact that he could also steal your soul. You know, rest in peace, um, uh, Zach. Uh, 
Zach, 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 the guy who stole us all that. Again, my apologies. I am very tired. Okay, we're going to wrap it up in a moment with the um, with some New Year's resolutions, as Trizak mentions. And Trizak asks, what's a New Year's resolution for you? I don't really do... Okay, I don't do birthdays. It's, when I was really young, I just kind of opted out. I'm like, I don't want anything for my birthday. When I was about like 12, I'm like, I don't, I don't need any of this shit, you know. And I don't want the attention. Um, I kind of opted out of Christmases too. So I just essentially told people stop buying me gifts. I'll still buy a few people gifts, but it's just kind of, kind of like for other reasons. Just like uh, they're really important to me. Um, well, <laughs> that makes it sound so terrible that no one else is important to me. But I just don't like the idea of being obligated to go out and like. I'd rather be like, hey, man, let's go out for $50 worth of beer or $200 worth of meals. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's what I do. You know, when I had my family, what I would do is i go back and i just, hey, let's go for a great meal out. You know, have some time together. You don't need new shoes. I don't need new shoes. Now, I will say this. I'm running out of underwear and socks. And that's due to me about 10 years ago putting, or longer, the breaks on the, on the Christmas gifts. And um, finally, the chickens have come home to roost. Cluck cluck um cassian yes yes k is that cassian's his name the famous former montreal canadians uh uh, uh forward who uh, i won't even get into the the real story that would have happened but one day it'll get out there it was pretty crazy uh marc d'aigle mentions i visited my father's brother in montreal once and got lost found a phone booth and being from ontario there's not a lot there i figured no problem at all seven pages of dags later oh yeah i know like a hundred dags just, just that I that I played hockey with, and then another hundred that were in scouts, and then <laughs> another hundred that I played poker with, uh, another hundred that when we were doing uh, wrestling with. Yeah, there y a des dagles, y a des dagles partout, and there was even one in the uh, that I stood in line at uh, Sport Expert in Ottawa when he signed as the first overall pick for the Munch or the Ottawa Senators. And there's a red, there's actually a documentary coming out about um, Alexandre Degs soon, and, and I will say this, il a été abandonné. He, he, his teammates hated him. They let him get massacred on the ice. And, and that was such a weird thing to me is that the most talented guy, he got all the attention in Ottawa. Of course. Because uh, coming into it, like Brad Marsh was like their big name. You know, the guy who scored like a goal every seven years. So Degg really got hung out to, 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 to dry there by the Ottawa centers. Uh, Small Shane says, the Leafs have a better future than the Habs. Sure, you can say that. I mean, I can say that the Habs are closer to Stanley Cup than the Leafs. Doesn't mean any of those things are real. What I will say about this about the Leafs is that they absolutely have the 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 they lack that that bite that 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 the ferocity that you know that uh, and again I think Austin Matthews is one of the best players in the world. But you know that stupid like happy face he puts on when he's getting knocked around in the playoffs. Arrête moi dans ça là, mon, mon Austin Matthews. Like you're being silly there, and you're, it's not a big deal to you. But it's a big deal to the to the three million Leafs fans that are on Twitter every night. Like we hear about them. So you know, if they have a little more ferocity in their game, a little more viciousness, I believe the. And I'm not talking about bringing in a guy like Reeves. I'm talking about guys like um like like Matthews and Marner in the NH, in the playoffs, really just showing up and being aggressive. Follow Alex Nylanders. Uh, play in the playoffs I, I think would be a good suggestion for those two but I don't agree that they have a better future than the Habs long term I do agree the Leafs right now should be considered cup favorites uh, even Matthew Nees is, is doing really well that defense is a bit of an issue though if you go and you look at the Leafs compared to last year their numbers are so much worse so anyways um Simon demande parles-tu français oui avec plaisir et enthousiasme Simon absolument Et comme je disais, on va faire une émission en français bientôt. Now, for now, what we're going to do 
I'm going to, again, if you have any New Year's resolutions to throw in there. Oh, I went off topic when Trizak asked. So my New Year's resolution is going to be to try to be good at all times. I don't really believe in this, like, incremental bullshit of, you know, reaching, well, obviously, I don't pay attention to, to small incremental changes. Maybe losing weight should be on there. You know what? Deleting Uber Eats from, from my phone. Did you know that Dairy Queen delivers? I do. Um, but just being good, you know, just being a good person, I think, is the most important thing in the world. You know, so many times that things can be diffused by just being good, just being a, like, just being nice, just taking that extra second. If you see an old person in front of you struggling to drive, don't get mad. You're going to be old too. I don't, I don't make them want to make a sitcom out of it, but you're going to be old too. Let them go. Take a breather. You know, there's always tomorrow. We live some of the best life, like in the, the existence of humanity. We're right at the best point. And most of us who live in Canada or other developed countries, we're so lucky we won the, the, the birth rate, the birthplace lottery, right? So take advantage that we live such a privileged and awesome life. Enjoy life to its fullest, which I, I do. I have to admit, I really do that a lot and probably a little too much. Um, but just go out there and, and, and have fun and be nice. It's as simple as that, right? When it comes down to it, be nice. Be the person your dog thinks you are. That's my suggestion. That's what I'm going to try to do in New Year's uh, resolution is just try to be the person every dog thinks you are. I think that would be a good one. Uh, oui, merci Simon mentionne. Je te souhaite une bonne année 2024. Yes, absolutely. Pareillement à toi, Simon. Um, your outrage says your, your uh, resolution is to become competent in French. C'est difficile pour un anglo. I will say this. Learning French, uh, uh, okay. My best suggestion to learn French is to be born in a French family. Because on the fly, learning on the fly as an adult is very difficult. Right now, we're teaching my godson French. And um, it's been about four years now that we only speak to him in French. And, uh, well, his mom speaks to him in English, obviously, because she is English. But uh, it, it takes so much effort. And um, it, it, I almost lost my English when I lived in Ottawa. I also moved to a place called Renfrew, which that was, I guess, my like penance for life. But so... Moi, j'avais quasiment perdu mon français. I had almost lost my French. And coming back to Montreal, practicing it, obviously, I still have a slight French accent when I speak English and a slight English accent when I speak French. But um, you really need to practice it. You need to be... And the other thing is reading. Reading is makes it so much easier. easier. Maybe I shouldn't be giving language tips. But so much easier to... Uh, you know, it's the best way to improve your vocabulary, uh, etc. And that's one thing I used to love doing. Because there was the Pizza Hut Club. Did anyone remember the Pizza Hut Club where they'd give you pizzas for, for reading? Best bribery ever. But anyways, read, read, read. That is good. And also, if you have the chance, um, watch RDS, okay? Um, Pierre Wood. See, this is how tired I am. I'm forgetting his name. I really should have just grabbed a shower instead of coming straight from the woods. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm having a hard time tonight. But Pierre Wood teaches does a better job promoting our beautiful language, and it really is, le français c'est tellement, let's go, than anyone else in this province and country. And why? Because he has a simple, uh, yet concise, you know, it's, it's, it's he doesn't, it, well, simple yet concise, yeah. Good job, Marc. Those definitely aren't very similar, but it, he doesn't, it's not a contrived way of going about it, and he has a clear, clear, distinct voice. It's very, it's just his communication is smooth, smooth like butter. And you start picking up words here and there. And um, his vocabulary is a little more extensive than most, but you start picking that up. And there's oudzisme, as we call him, des rififi, puis à l'aveuglette. But really, he's a really great way to start to understand words here and there. And 
if it's all Latin based, right? So if you know Italian or anything like that, you will probably have a better chance at it. But if you only know English, it's very difficult. I will admit it's very difficult. So when Nick Suzuki said he was going to learn English, I'm like, man, that, or sorry, French. <laughs> I'm not tired at all. When he said he was going to learn French, um, I thought, hey man, like I hope so, but that's a big deal. That's a big deal to do as an adult. And that's that's basically because of it. And as, as Adam mentions here, I still love my French because of ILDS. There you go. And also, some people take French immersion, but every single person that I've ever met in my life, I ask them, like, do you speak French? They say, no. But then they say, but I took French immersion. Not, not a single person that's ever taken French immersion has ever kept their French. So it really has to be practiced. Sérieux, là. So don't take any, don't take it to heart if you're having a hard time learning French. I really want you to keep at it, but it's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, mais c'est tellement une des meilleures langues qu'il n'y a, qu a pas. Et moi, j'aime ça parler en français avec plaisir et en enthousiasme. Okay. Uh, a shower stream. Yeah, Trusak mentions a shower stream might have been against the YouTube TOS. Yeah, I would have gotten reported for monsters. Um, uh, what do we else? What else do we have here? Uh, Canada kicked German ass in the third. Yeah. Good thing that uh, Beck and friends showed up, but um, I think the other countries are catching up, eh? The World Juniors aren't just ours anymore. We can't just send these teams that, were for some reason, we're designing for the NHL, but they're going to be in a short tournament. we got to send just pure talent. Canada has been coasting on talent in both the women's and men's teams for a long time. And speaking of the uh, women's teams, we have... Uh, I, I saw a comment here one moment. Oh, Melissa mentions. Melissa. Uh, my wish this year is that the PWHL has a good season and that the fans show up. Ticket sales are going incredibly well. Look, I'm disappointed they don't have logos or team names. I think that's stupid. I think on like I I, I don't be harsh. Me moves this like if if the South Louisiana minor league you know softball slow pitch can get team names and logos, the PWHL can too. But they focused on other parts of logistics of the rollout. The ticket sales are going great, and here's the best part: every time I post about it. Like, guys, we have to calm down with how arrogant we are about this because guys will come into my field like, well, you know, I hope they don't ask for more money from the NHL. Bitch, there's no money from the NHL. This is absolutely has nothing to do with the NHL, and that's why it's going to succeed. I tell you right now, the NHL was never serious about the women's game. Never. They wanted to essentially have no part in it and um, take all the credit while not having any part with it. So the NHL has nothing to do with it. And the owner of the PWHL, Mark Walters, um, he has fuck you money. And that's the cool part here. So money's not an issue. They're getting, they're on TV. RDS is going to hold, uh, they're are, are going to carry their games. TVO is going to carry their games. The PWHL is going to be a success. We're going to see the best players in the world play every single day. And and, and I still remember going to games where, um, you know, you had uh, Caroline Moilette was playing, you know, Marie-Philippe Poulain and Anne-Sophie Betté. And then you had like just Lauriane Rougeau, you just... You know, for, for eight bucks, you would get to see all the best players in the world. And these are the ones who, every four years, we're going crazy cheering for. Trust me, the games are as good there. Fans are going to show up. Um, I know that ticket sales are going really well in, in Montreal. Montreal has always had a really strong uh, fan base for Les Canadiens and the stars before them. So uh, I'm just so happy that they're going to get their time because I feel like we got robbed of a lot of good years of Marie-Philippe Poulain. And, uh, and, and, what you said there, you mentioned, I hope the fans show up. Yes, it's important that the fans show up. But um, I will say this, Montreal's never been an issue with the fans. Like, they, they've been there from the get-go. And it's, go to a game if you get a chance. Now, the tickets are going to be a little more expensive this year. 30, 40 bucks-ish. Um, 
but it's going to be worth it. And it's also going to be tough to get tickets because they're selling out. I know the Ottawa game was sold out. I believe the Toronto game was sold out. And the first game in Montreal, I believe, is sold out. And I believe, I should probably check these things, but I believe the uh, season tickets are sold out as well. Or really good sales, essentially. Okay. Um, oh, Medisa mentions, I'm going to the games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, as Mac mentions, uh, the, the Women's League, there's so much talent and it's, you're really having like those six teams, Minnesota, Boston, Toronto. Uh, anyways, really a ton of, and Ottawa has a really good team too. I, I don't know how they landed so many good players. Well, it's just that it's evenly split. You have basically like six or five, six, six, five, six, seven um, gold medalists per team, right? And that's, that's really, really good. Like essentially you're getting the same talent level as you would have had at the original six, except for with modern training techniques, right? So yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm really, and you know what's fun? I get to be a fan. Because I don't really get, like, I have fun with you, all of you, but I still, like, if the Habs screw up, I'll admit it. If they take a penalty, and I know I'm not popular for this, I'll be like, yeah, they deserve that damn penalty. Um, but with the women's game, I believe for once, in the, for the first time in a long damn time, I get to be a hockey fan. And one story I always go back to, it was, uh, why am I forgetting her name? Um, Charlene Labonte's game in... Um, her home arena. And I was sitting with Meg Hewins. She was the GM for the Canadian. Very, 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 very nice person. And um, I went as like media. I wasn't really. I was just going to check it out. I, I, I had a bit of a hero complex too. I wanted. I thought I could come in here and save the women's game. I realized that I was just being, you know, classic dude. Anyways, and after they scored a goal, I remember I was looking around and everyone was cheering. They were happy. But when in the NHL people score, and I'm not trying to insult hockey fans in the NHL, but they're angry. They're like, yeah! Whereas in the PWHL or the CWHL, they're like, yeah! So there's that difference. I don't know. It's almost like a more pure version of fanship, if that makes any sense, you know? So, but I do hear myself not making as much sense right now. And uh, I think we are going to close it down. Um, yeah, and also, as Melissa mentions, there's uh, Nila's coming in for, I'm not going to, I don't want to massacre her last name, and I really think it's important to get the names right, and I didn't study it beforehand, so I'm just going to skip over it, but she she looks like she's going to put people like Marie-Philippe Poulain to shame, which is going to be fun. And it's not just Marie-Philippe Poulain, like even Anne Debien, there's so many talented women coming up now that we just, thankfully, we're going to get to see more than every four years. So I don't think there's a better way to... And, and RDS is going to carry it, and they've been doing a great job. I'm really, Listening to Danielle Savageau on, on Habs Games has been just amazing like she's just the i mean she's the she's the uh godmother of hockey right in, in canada so yeah everything about it cool it is cool and um this is a montreal canadians stream but i love talking women's hockey because it's something that i just it's fun it's fun man and, and there's so few opportunities in this world to just have pure fun and it's good hockey too you know you know what really get and, and okay I, I know i said we're gonna stop five times but what really makes me laugh is every four years people watch the games and they'll be like hey these women can really skate. Like, yeah, man. Like, what do you think we've been watching? Do you, you think, like, yes, they can skate and they're aggressive and they actually, they, they beat the crap out of each other and they score nice goals. Why do you think so many of us love it? So I encourage everyone to take a chance to, to jump in for the PWHL. It should be a great show. Okay, merci tout le monde. Um, again, thank you all. We have Adam, we have Tan Mender, we have Trizak. We, 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 uh, all our, our Trinka isn't here, but... You know, always there. Mac was here today. Outrage. Um, Kay. Kay has been great all year. Uh, Mac Deck has joined us a lot recently. Melissa has joined us all year, I believe. Thank you all so much. Um, 
there's so many people that are vying for attention and, and deserve more attention than us and more support than us. So we're just lucky to have you here. Honestly, I love you all. Uh, I hope everyone has a very, very, very great 2024. For those of you that aren't having a great 2023, um, keep your head up. I know sometimes listening to someone like me ramble on and on about how good things can be is, is can be a little tiring. If you ever need to talk, reach out on Twitter and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to talking. I'm pretty good, even though I know I've rambled for how long now? About an hour? I'm pretty good at uh, listening to when we get the chance. So if ever there's an issue, please uh, reach out to me. You're not alone. I know when everyone else is having fun, sometimes it's when you're at your darkest and uh, we're here for you. We're here for you. It, it, it's, it's, it, it gets better and better as you speak out about it, as you get help about it. And it's not, it's not going to go away tomorrow, but it gets better tomorrow. Slightly. Then the next day, slightly. There's fewer and fewer bad days. So if ever there's an issue, reach out. And I do want to thank everyone, again, for joining us all year. Awesome chat. We, we depend so much on all of you that uh, it saves me time. You know, I can just come straight from the woods as I did after this show and skip the shower and everything. Go right live because I know we're going to have great guests and our guests are our, uh, our fans. So make sure to like it. Make sure to subscribe. And we'll be back. I don't know. Are the Habs playing tomorrow? I'm so tired. I, are they playing tomorrow? We'll give it We'll give it one more second. Someone is going to answer that. I don't think they are. I think they're playing the second or something. And also, you're going to see me because Andrew took over the 28th and the 30th. So I'm going to take a few games and we're going to give Andrew a chance to relax with his family, with uh, uh, his beautiful children, who I've done a terrible... I have to go see them soon. I owe them, like, piggyback rides and... I believe that the tickle monster, tickle monster sessions are coming. They're they're the tickle monsters, though. I'm just a victim, so I'm gonna go hang out with them pretty soon. Uh, Josh the nerd says, "Hey, Josh, what's up? Hey, well, that's good. Tuesday's the next game. Well, for the last time, um, oh yeah, that's the end of their seven game road trip in Dallas. The Stars, fun team to play. For the last time in 2023, I will thank everyone for their support. Merci beaucoup. Je vous aime tous. Um, please join us on Tuesday, as Josh mentions." Again, it will be against Dallas. And as Kay says, that'll be back to back to back to back. Well, that's, yeah, you're going to get triple mark, which um, is considered crime and uh, unusual uh, torture in some some countries. But over here, some, some people like it. And I do want to thank everyone for all your support. Again, I know I'm rambling. It's time to wrap it all up. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Thanks to everyone that downloads it. And Claire's not here. But she actually told me, she went out on her way to tell me on Twitter that she wasn't going to be here. So we're going to end this the exact same way we've ended it every single episode this year. Even with my hoarse voice and my, my bleeding head because of the, the wound I, <laughs> I, I got in the forest while chasing my dog and my deer. Uh, we're going to end it the same way we always do and the same way we will in 2024. Bye, Claire.